Now, Shevapa Nayak was the first Nayak ruler of Tanjavur, who built the palace in Tanjavur. Bhagavatamela, music, dance, and poetry were already honored traditions during this time. Shevapa's son, Achyutapa Nayak, gifted five villages to 500 Bhagavatamela artists in repentance for using his left hand to have a betel leaf, a pan after lunch. Now, these villages are Meletu, Saliamangalam, Sulamangalam, Tepirmal Nallur, and Utukadu. Till today, the Bhagavata Mela Natakam staged here begin by paying homage to this king, Achyutapanayak. Good evening, everyone. History recognizes and acknowledges that the Marathas are great rulers, statesmen, and warriors led by Chhatrapati Shivaji Maharaj. For more than a century, the Marathas have received special training in guerrilla warfare, tactics, war tactics, and administrative methods, fostering a distinguished character of Marathas who were appointed in high posts honored with titles and gifted jagirs even during the previous uh, even during the previous dynasties now today's talk will introduce you to the maratha rajas who were scholars poets musicians and composers and ruled tanjavur for two centuries the other side of the coin you would say illuminating how they enriched the literature of bharatvarsh and brought glory to Maharashtra and Maratha culture. Can we forget or just write off or obliterate two centuries of our history? I would say the greatness of a nation is judged by its artistic wealth. My ancestral roots are in Tanjavur, but I have lived all my life in Mumbai. So I'm also a proud daughter of Maharashtra. I'm here to speak about the contribution of the Maratha Rajas of Tanjavur. So it turns out that I'm a bridge between the two. It is exactly this fact that was pointed out by the late Pandit N. Vishwanathan of the Saraswati Mahal Library, Tanjavur. He introduced me to Marathi Yakshaganams composed by the Maratha kings. I worked for 10 years with a traditional Bhagavatamela Sangam, which is an all-male Brahmin tradition in a village named Melitur, trying to help them to preserve and promote this tradition. As a culmination of my work with Pandit Vishwanathan, uh, I produced and co-directed a Marathi Yakshaganam, Shakuntala Natak, by Ekoji in 2002. It was a unique experiment. It was a real bridge between Tanjavur and Maharashtra, as it was a collaboration between traditional and modern, between Melitur and Mumbai. While two theatre actors from Mumbai trained under me for roles, which required them to speak long dialogues in ancient Marathi, the music was also composed by a Mumbai musician who was fluent in Marathi. The Bhagavatamela artists choreographed the dance and action scenes 
of the other characters and directed the musicians. The theater fraternity in Mumbai, nostalgic about their own lost tradition, Sangeet Natak, appreciated and applauded the production. That is how I began to appreciate the beauty of the works by the Maratha kings. My book has some colorful stories and history of Tanjavur, Bhagavata Mela, and my journey with the traditional pundits, the actors, and musicians from this small village called Melitur. Today, I also speak about the uh, speak about Yakshaganams, which is a special genre of theatre literature. The word Yakshagana is familiar to all theatre lovers as they associate it with rich, exotic, living theatre tradition of Karnataka of the same name. In fact, the two are often confused because a literary format called Yakshaganam is not yet known to the uh, art-loving public. A Yakshaganam is a multi-genre piece of art and it embraces dance, music, drama, devotional and philosophical inputs. The play begins with prayers to the gods. Every character, major or minor, enters with a song. The female characters, all male actors, they display their talent in dance. There are couplets, descriptive verses, dialogue, musicians, and instrumentalists accompany them, while a sutradhar conducts the entire play. A play can last from dusk to dawn. Quranic stories crafted with poetic devices and visual imagery, it is a complete holistic art. Bharata Muni's Natya Shastra is a science of all the arts. All compositions have to be crafted according to scientific norms. That is why it is also known as the fifth Veda. At the end of this talk, you will understand why I speak about the Bhagavatamela tradition and the Tanjavur Maratha Rajas in the same breath. As I briefly touch on this tradition and my decade-long work with them. I have mentioned the late Telugu Pandit N. Vishwanathan. He devoted 25 years to recreate the Yakshagana manuscripts from Telugu script to Marathi Devanagri script. The royal composers wrote Marathi in Telugu script, and this helped the local scholars to read them. Vishwanathan himself had to master the Devanagari script and learn the language himself first. How did the Marathas come to power in Tanjavur? Let us go back in history before the Marathas came in, because it is necessary to understand that they were not aliens in the south. After the Cholas came the Vijayanagara kingdom the most famous ruler being Krishna Devaraya. His kingdom spread over the entire peninsula, which he divided into segments for ease of administration. As the um, Vijayanagara kingdom weakened, the Nayaks, who were regional governors of the Rayas, revolted, demanded autonomy. So we had Madhura Nayaks, Jinji Nayaks, Kalahasti Nayaks, Tanjavur Nayaks, and so on, and who were constantly in battle among themselves. 
Now, Shevapa Nayak was the first Nayak ruler of Tanjavur, who built the palace in Tanjavur. Bhagavad Mela, music, dance, and poetry were already honored traditions during this time. Shevapa's son, Achyutapa Nayak, gifted five villages to 500 Bhagavad Mela artists in repentance for using his left hand to have a betel leaf, a pan after lunch. Now, these villages are Meletu, Saliamangalam, Sulamangalam, Tepirmal Nallur, and Utukadu. Till today, the Bhagavata Mela Natakam staged here begin by paying homage to this king, Achyutapanayak. Now, there is a very interesting story about how the Nayak, how the Marathas landed in Tanjavur. Let us again go back briefly to Shahaji Bonsle, father of Chhatrapati Shivaji Maharaj. Charles C. Bonsle was a general in the Ahmednagar and Bijapur Sultanate. In 1638, he was gifted the Jagir of Bengaluru for his victorious battles. It is believed that he never lost a war. It was Shahaji who trained his sons, Shivaji Raje and Vyankoji, in guerrilla warfare and battle strategies. Now, Shivaji Raje and his stepbrother Vyankoji grew up in Bangalore. They absorbed the cultural and social environment of the South. While Shivaji was sent to Pune to administer the Bijapur Jagir there, Vyankoji remained in Bangalore. Shahaji died in 1664 and Vyankoji succeeded him. At this time, Vijay Raghava Nayak ruled Tanjavur. Chapkanada Nayak of Madurai attacked Vijay Raghava Nayak in Tanjavur just because his marriage proposal was refused. Before going to war, Vijay Raghava and his son blew up the zanana or the women's quarters. They both died in battle. But Vijay Raghava's queen had secretly sent her younger son Chengmangaladas away from the palace with a trusted nurse. The Nayak rulers of Tanjavur were crushed in this war of 1673. Now, a royal Rayasam or minister of Vijay Raghava Nayak, Venkarna, was determined to place this Nayak child back on the throne. He invited the Sultan of Bijapur to help. The Adir Shah there sent Vyankoji of Bengaluru to reinstate the boy Chengmangaladas back on the throne. Having won the battle, surveying the confusion at the war scene, Vyankoji was urged to take the throne for himself, and he established the Maratha rule in 1676. Now, um, Yankoji founded the Maratha kingdom, which lasted till 1855. The kingdom faced political opposition of various neighboring kings, foreign invaders, and Mughal rulers. When Yankoji came to the throne, he wisely allowed the continuance of the court language, which was Telugu. He did not impose any change in the basic infrastructure developed and maintained by the Nayaks for so many centuries. This helped as the local people realized that he was one of them, not alien, though they also spoke a different language. 
Now, most southerners were familiar with Tamil, Telugu, and Sanskrit. Tanjavur Maratha kings, coming as they were from the south, that is Bengaluru, were familiar with these languages and could speak, write, and compose in them. The cultural activity which had energized and bloomed in the Nayak's court continued as before. A significant event that occurred during Vyankoji's reign was a visit of Sri Swami Samartha Ramdas, believed to be the guru of Chhatrapati Shivaji. He was resting at Mannargudi on his way to Rameshwaram. When he was invited by Vyankoji to visit Tanjavur. Now, Ramdas Swami established several mats or monasteries, and the first one was Bhimaraja Goswami Mat. The great art of Maharashtra Harikatha <coughs> or musical storytelling was introduced in the south by Swami Ramdas. He influenced the Bhajana Sampradaya tradition by introducing simple compositions in Marathi called Abhangs. Today, Harikatha and Abhangs form an important part of festivals, temple events, and even classical concerts. Now, Shahaji, Vyankoji was succeeded by his son, 12-year-old Shahaji II, who is known and revered as a musicologist, a scholar, and composer of vast talent. He was a multilingual scholar in Marathi, Telugu, Sanskrit, Hindi, and Persian. He was an accomplished playwright and poet who wrote more than 30 plays, hundreds of poems and songs. Shahaji II himself was the hero of plays written by other poets who admired his works and the artistic environment of his rule. He dedicated his musical compositions to Shiva as Tyagesha, the deity installed in the temple city of Tiruvarur. The royal court was started with illustrious scholars who collectively conferred on him the title Abhinava Bhoja of Tanjavur. A small village named Shahaji Rajapuram, currently named Tiruvishay Nallur, was donated to fortify scholars and saintly Brahmins to enable them to conduct their research, rites, and ceremonies undisturbed. Books written and published by Shahaji on the science and theory of music reflected his mastery over those subjects. Many devotional poets thronged Shahaji's court. They were encouraged by him, and they contributed excellent works to the corpus. His book on the theory of ragas is named Sahaji Raga Lakshanamo. In Maharashtra, we are very proud of our rich theatre tradition. Now, Shahaji was a Maratha, but his main inter interactions were in the south. Not many know that Marathi theatre began here, the tradition began here in Tanjavur. The first ever Marathi play was written and staged by Shahaji II. Here is, an, <coughs> excuse me. Here is an interesting quote from a book by eminent art historian Shanta Gokhale on the history of Marathi theatre. I quote, Shahadi II was the first to create the format of a dance drama tradition in Marathi, as well as 
multilingual plays in Tanjavur. He wrote, inscribed on palm leaf manuscripts and had them staged by Bhagavatamila artists in his court. Therefore, he is considered the father of Marathi theatre. He studied the Natya Shastra, the Mantra Shastra and Alankara Shastra. The compositions on Shiva as Tyagesha are performed even today. He has to his credit more than 20 dance dramas written specifically for performance. He selected ragas from the southern Carnatic music style of which he was a master and was in current usage. The format of these plays are known as Yakshaganam with the heavy use of Sanskrit combined with the local dialect of Marathi language. Marathi too was integrated seamlessly into the socio-cultural fabric. Visit Tanjavur today and you will find that these three languages are still current. Let me warn you, modern Maharashtians may find it difficult to understand the dialect. Other texts credited to Shahaji II are Chandrasekhara Vilasa, Sabdaratna Samanvya, Sabdaratna Sangraha, and Sringara Manjuri. There are numerous records of the generosity of the Maratha royalty towards Bhagavatamila artists, musicians, dancers, and playwrights. Bhagavatamila artists, many of them revered and many revered devotional poets throng Shahaji II's court like Sadashiva Brahmendra, Bodhendra Swami, and Sri Venkatesha Yavar, who wrote an ode to the king called Sahendra Vilasa. Ayaval wrote this Sahendra Vilasa, which is a Sanskrit poem or kavya on Shahaji II. This is a historical record of the events in Shahaji's life and his achievements in his, written in his own lifetime. His life's philosophy recognized equal devotion for Shiva and Vishnu. Now, among the compositions attributed to Shahaji is Shankara Pallaki Seva Prabandham, which is in praise of, of Tagesha of Tiruvarur. The original music has been preserved and was performed for over 200 years at the Tyagesha temple. Pancharatna Prabhandam follows the classical dance tradition and was offered as part of the deity or the worship of the deity Tyagesha. Now, Vishnu Pallaki Seva was composed on Vishnu as Rajagopala Swami of Mannargudi and performed by dancers. Now, Prabhandam is a musical opera. Shahaji's composition of Prabhanda is an integrated form of music where music, dance, and drama have specific portions written into the script. Now, Pallaki Seva Prabhandam is one of the earliest recorded operas. It became a tradition that the palanquin bearers of the king would sing this composition when they carried the king from Tanjavur to Tiruvarur, about 50 miles away. The temple deity is also taken in a procession around the streets with the performers singing this composition in the rear. Shahaji's dance dramas contained 
slow, drawn-out songs called Daru's. It contains dvipadas or couplets, virutam and churnikas, which are descriptive poetry, charanu and mangala Daru's, which are dedicatory and benedictory verses. These were common to all written plays to add texture and increase the scope for interesting rhythmic patterns to embellish the beauty of the work. Now, the royal composer was equally competent with Telugu language, and he wrote plays devoted to Shiva and Vishnu in that language. Composers of music and poetry often address their concerns and desires to their deity through their works. Shahaji was childless, and he dedicated his Markandeya Natakam, Mrityunjaya Chiranjivi, as an offering of prayers for an heir. He is said to have undertaken a pilgrimage to several temples for this purpose. He was an ardent devotee of Tyagesha. He would have his meal only after the midday worship of Tyagesha at the Tyagesha temple concluded. Now, how would he know that? A relay of bells would begin to ring, starting from the temple 54 miles away. And when the final bell was heard at the palace, the king would sit down for his meal. Shahaji renounced the world at a young age, and he gave up the throne to his brother, Sarfoji I. Sarfoji I also did not have heirs, but he was a composer and a scholar like his brothers. We then come to the third son of Yankoji, the brother of Shahaji and Sarfoji. He was the youngest son of the family, also known as Tukoji. He inherited the literary and musical talent of his lineage. North Indian music was introduced, infusing a fresh wave of unheard ragas into the composition. Ragas like Jogi, Asavari, Bilawal, and Brindavani were found in various musical forms like Bhajan and Kirtan which are short devotional songs. Of several padas in Sanskrit, Marathi and Telugu composed by Tulaja are also dedicated to the family deity at Tirvarur. A master of traditional Ayurveda and astrology, his compositions are evidence of his erudition. Sangeeta Saramritam, Natya Vedagama, Mantra Jyotisha, Dhanvantri Vilasa, Vyakhyanive are texts of a high standard of scholarship. The Pune Nallur Mariamin temple was built by him and consecrated by his spiritual guru, Sadashiva Brahmendra. He was a playwright of Yakshaganam, Shivagama Sundari Parinaya Natakam, and Raja Ranjana Vidya Vilasa Natakam. He moved to Mahadeva Patnam nearby. And he built a temple dedicated to Vishnu's incarnation as Varaha, the boar. His works are remarkable for their simplicity, philosophical interludes, and abound in different poetical forms. Tulaja's great contribution to the musical history of our country is the text Sangeeta Saramritam. It contains a codified table of ragas based on Venkatamakhi's. Melakatha Raga, the theory. Tulaja's eldest son, Ikoji II, succeeded him to the throne. 
बाबा जी बाबा साहेब और इको जी द सेकेंड वॉज अ ब्रिलियंट पोएट एंड कंपोजर अनफॉर्चुनेटली ही लास्टेड फॉर जस्ट वन ईयर ऑन द थ्रोन ही पेंड अ कलेक्शन ऑफ लिरिक्स फॉर एटी फाइव सॉन्ग्स प्रूविंग हिमसेल्फ एज अ कंपोजर ऑफ म्यूजिक एंड लिरिक्स द कलेक्शन इंक्लूड्स श्रृंगारा विच आर रोमांटिक एंड भक्ति डिवोशनल सॉन्ग्स ही ऑथर्ड संक्षेप रामायणा कागेश्वर कमलांबा परिणय विघ्नेश्वर कल्याणम एंड द यक्षगानम शकुंतला नाटक इट वॉज इकोजी शकुंतला नाटक दट आई स्टेज इन टू थाउजेंड एंड टू प्रॉबेबली फॉर द फर्स्ट टाइम आफ्टर अ सेंचुरी एंड अ हाफ ही वॉज नॉलेजेबल इन नाट्यम डांस अनादर आर्ट्स दैट फैसिनेटेड हेम A dancer named Muddu Mangai performed several forms of dance like jakhini, abhinaya, and thullal. She was an exceptionally talented lady who was elevated to the honored post of court dancer. This royal couple was not blessed with a child. Now, despite his weak health, Ekoji commanded his army and waged a tough war against an invader called Chanda Sahib. and he emerged victorious his queen sujan bai ruled for 2 years after her husband passed away this led to periods of uncertainty and unrest in the region now tulaja's second son pratapasen was a reluctant heir to the throne but he restored stability in the kingdom and was involved in major conflicts with the british and the french a scholar of sanskrit and marathi he wrote on the puranas shrimad bhagavatam theater and kama shastra he has written 11 natakams in marathi melatur veerabhadraya who is considered the first composer of tillana and matrubhuta kavi were his cherished protégés muddupani a famous dancer poet and scholar wrote the erotic work Radhika Santavanam and Saptapadalu which is a translation of Andal's Tirupalve he established a math in Kumbakonam for the Shankaracharya after the muslim invasion of Kanchipuram and endowed it with over 30 villages for its upkeep Tulaja the second his son Tulaja succeeded him to the throne Tulaja ji is the second established an endowment for the enacted enactment of bhagavata mela natakams a warrior and scholar like his ancestors tulaja promised patronized scholars of sanskrit telugu marathi and tamil literature and poetry he was an accomplished veena player considered the golden period of carnatic music and dance the court was shining with composers like arunachala kavi raya Veena Kalahasti Ayer Rama Brahmam who is the father of Tyagaraja Ramaswami Dikshit the father of Muttaswami Dikshit Sunti Venkataramanayya Mahadevi Annavi and Subbaraya Oduvar who was the father of the famous Tanjavur brothers The Tanjavur brothers Shivanandam Ponnayya Chinnayya and Vadivelu systematized Bharatanatyam and set up a sequence of a performance a system followed till today by dancers 
divinely inspired musicians shama sastri muttaswami dikshitar and sadguru tyagaraja who are respected as the trinity of carnatic music refrained from associating with the court now many important names are not mentioned here but we must keep them all in our memory and pay homage to their immense contribution to our culture i am presenting to you just a small percentage of our literary wealth just the essence so that you can smell the fragrance the british was closing on this rich region of kaveri delta and tulaja was pressurized to sign away his rights over the kingdom the german missionary reverend squats had settled in tanjavur and he became the mentor for his adopted son who was sarfoji the second and he belonged to an extended royal family sarfoji the second the most accomplished and versatile raja of the maratha line he was mentored as a child by reverend squats who opened up the artistic world of the west by the time he came to the throne the british had complete control over the region and sarfoji was granted a meager allowance and he owed allegiance to them his most valued contribution to our country was the expansion of the saraswati mahal library which was built by raghunath nayak which now became stocked with texts manuscripts and printed books from all over the world in a variety of subjects he was a polyglot and a master of french english german sanskrit tamil and marathi he composed hundreds of pieces for dance and preserved every composition with notation he learned western music his lessons came from london and commissioned a band which played his own compositions he brought the european violin to this country and encouraged artists to learn it a printing press with devanagari font was built in 1805 in kashi he built a ghat or a bathing place consecrated as manikarnika ghat he greatly encouraged painting on wood glass and cloths Sarfoji composed a lavani called Sri Sthali Yatra Lavani describing his visit to the holy city of Varanasi. He has written compositions in Marathi specifically for dance. The epigraphic records of a festival at the Vrindishwara temple show a profusion of performances of Sarabhendra Bhopala Kurvanji, Manmatha Nataka and Bhagavata Mela Natakams. Melitur Venkatrama Shastri wrote 12 Telugu Bhagavata Mela Natakams during this time. These are staged in Melitur every year to this day. His interest in medicine led him to found research institutions which produced herbal medicines based on indigenous knowledge. He studied ophthalmology and conducted eye surgery. Now Sarfoji's son Shivaji the second was a scholar and the linguist who came to the throne as the last Maratha Raja of Tanjore. He authored a play, Natesha Vilasa, written in the template of ancient tradition. He also wrote the Yakshaganam, Annapurna Parinayam. Shivaji was titled as Savai 
and was an expert at Lavanese, a folk form of Maharashtra. The British East India Company had already taken control of the administration when Shivaji died without a male heir. They applied the doctrine of lapse and began looting the Saraswati Mahal library and the palaces. Shivaji's queen Kamakshivai, who intervened at this stage, fought back to recover the stolen properties. Despite her best efforts to place her adopted son on the throne, the Maratha reign came to an end in 1855. In conclusion, I would like to quote P. T. Srinivasa Ayengar in his foreword to the book by K. R. Subramaniam. I quote, there is not a village in the Tanjavur district which does not possess memorials of the Maratha Rajas in the shape of temples or dead forts and living chatrams or local charitable endowments or other lyrics of Maratha rule, such as the descendants of artists and scholars patronized by them. You cannot get away from the memories of culture and the charity of the Maratha rulers, even if you travel to the confines of the Tanjavur Maratha realm." Unquote. This treasure chest of medieval classic literature is open to scholars from all over the globe to study, learn and propagate. We have not one, but a hundred Shakespeare's just waiting to be explored. Thank you. This whole, uh, you know, coming together of <clears throat> Tanjavur and the Maratha kings. Uh, I think this is the first time we are hearing about it. Why isn't it not, uh, you know, uh, taught to us in our history? And also, why isn't it not, uh, you know, incorporated in our syllabus and not taught to us? I know that's a government policy decision, but somehow even, even in the uh, serials or even in television or anywhere, we haven't heard about this. So could you shed some light on that? Uh, that is the tragedy of our history. That is the tragedy of our education policy, that we completely sideline many major portions of our history and we do not give them the importance or we do not know what what to uh, you know to project and what not to project so that is really the problem of the education policy so we really could not uh, do anything about it so now that we have uh, a platform like sangam uh, talks we now are able to talk about them we are trying to project all our obliterated uh, you know parts of our history and we bring it back to the uh, you know the knowledge of our uh, citizens i think it's, this is a great uh, job you people are doing at sangam you know beautiful beautiful presentation and uh, yeah some of these compositions and works uh, have been out of print and uh, you know scholars like you uh you know can be uh, instrumental in actually raising the awareness and getting some of these works reprinted <laughs> and also the manuscripts that are present in the saraswati mahal library yes that's right we are trying our uh, you know it is it is it's not easy one thing the scholars who want to come and do some work at the library find this multi um, lingual uh, you know approach 
in all their manuscripts a little uh, forbidding for them because it is uh, they have to know sanskrit they have to know telugu they have to know marathi so it is only certain uh, class of uh, scholars who would like to you know come into this uh, region where they can understand and where they can bring to uh, to the front bring it back to the light from the dusty bookshelves of the library so that uh, and it is not easy but the library is extremely helpful and very encouraging and they welcome any kind of uh, you know scholars who would like to come and work in the library i myself have gone to tanjavur uh, saraswati ma library maybe 10 years ago hmm. and uh, amazing collection gathering dust over there yes and it is uh, if we leave them like that we are going to lose i mean we are going to lose our heritage so i feel that probably a collective effort can be made and uh, seniors and knowledgeable persons such as yourself can play a great role in bringing people together and doing something about it i do hope so yes uh, you know uh, this is the main reason why i have taken this step of you bringing up even the bhagavata mela there is no history about bhagavata mela there was nobody to, to guide us as to what is the history of bhagavata mela from where did it originate how old is it so i had uh, done a lot of research and uh, came up with this book which uh, will give you the entire history of bhagavata mela which is not known people did not even know bhagavata mela in mumbai and even in a culturally mecca of uh, southern arts mecca fine arts chennai they had not even seen a bhagavata mela natakam until i took it to them so we are all trying in our own small steps these are just baby steps big leaps have to be taken and another uh, thing that i am trying to do is now i'm studying these marathi yakshaganams as part of my uh, research current research and i'm translating everything into english so i'm studying what is the uh, purpose what is the purpose what is the, you know the devotional aspects of it what is the, the uh, you know the real philosophical inputs that these rajas want to give us so i have so far done shakuntala i'm now doing shahaji smritinjay chiranjeevi and i i will try to bring more it is tough work it is a lot of work because we now have to tackle two two uh, languages so we are trying our best and i wish more scholars would open up more dancers would open up and come and study these yakshaganams which are a real treasure of uh, a beautiful treasure of uh, you know the imagery the visual imagery that we can find there is very ideal for uh, dance and it also has the most beautiful music and we have to now recreate the beauty and show it showcase it to the others uh, first i would like to know aka when this uh, composers are so great and they had done such a huge contribution to the art was it only pertaining to music as in vocal or something or was it in dance like tulaja and everybody whom you spoke about and if so when did this transition occur that we stuck on to tanjore quartet compositions and somewhere forgot this 
compositions written by tulaja and all the other uh, you know uh, the hierarchical um, composers rulers come composers where did we leave them out how did we transition ourselves only to portraying what tanjore quartet have quartet have written even though like what you said was everybody has given a huge huge voluminous work for this field yeah uh, there are two reasons one is that probably the language and another thing is that these compositions may not have been notated so it is difficult to pass it on to the next generation tanjore quartet came during the time of sarfoji maharaj and tukoji by that time you know the there was a printing press which was going on and many of the manuscripts were they were able to put it on paper and notations were a very big thing because of uh, you know the trinity the uh, you know uh, shama shastri dikshitar and tyagaraja their students were also notating all the kritis so notation was a very big thing which came much later so shahaji's compositions are not notated we hear that from sarfoji the second time he personally notated every composition that he made so his compositions have filtered down to us and shahaji's compositions uh, we have to recreate them i mean he has mentioned in the even in the yakshadanams he has mentioned ragas but we do not know how these ragas were dealt with in that uh, daru so we have to recreate them and we try not to change the uh, ragas but some ragas are not even mentioned or ahiri is mentioned four times five times so for shakuntala natak we did have this uh, problem we faced the problem that we had to replace certain ragas to suit the composite whole so that could be the main reason for this thank you akka one more thank uh, you. question yeah yeah uh, Yeah, we you now I have realized that you you said that Yakshagana is from Tanjore. How did the shifting happen to Karnataka? Now Yakshagana is a term related to Karnataka. How did this? You know they say Yakshagana Karnataka, uh, Bhagavatamela uh, Tamil Nadu. I said people are aware, art lovers are aware of Yakshagana because of this exotic, you know, uh, living theatre tradition of Karnataka. but people are not aware of yakshaganams which are the literary format it is a literary format the yakshaganams are literary format and uh, which belong right from the, which are existing right from krishna devaraya's time you know then the nayaks the nayaks contributed a lot of yakshaganams raghunath nayak and vijayaraga nayak they contributed a lot of yakshaganams and these were taken up the format was so attractive that uh, you know shahaji picked up on that and the whole uh, you know the concept of kshetrayas in during nayak's time the kshetraya was there his concept of padams all these things were taken up by the marathas when they came into power right at the beginning of the, uh, the i had clarified this point because many people still confuse the two one is yakshagana the theater tradition of karnataka and this is i am talking about yakshaganams which are a literary format hmm? it's a literary format one more the last question is akka did daru have 
uh, has daru reinvented itself over the time or does it have multi uh, faceted uh, you know way of rendering a daru like you said darus are slow some darus have lot of mridanga solukattes in that so like harikesan allu mukthya bhagavadars has got that so what was this daru same as the darus which were there during that period of time or have they changed over the period of time darus is another uh, form of dhruvas which is mentioned in the natya shastra now when we say darus we in yakshaganams we have a variety of darus patra pravesha darus you know like every uh, character which enters the stage will have a daru to himself now if it is hiranyakashipu the daru will be in madhyama kalam isn't it and if when leelavati the mother comes in it will be in a little slower uh, the thing so she can express her feelings and uh, usually the leelavati is done by a, a male actor so he displays his uh, talent dancing talent uh, during this daru so darus have then there is a samvada daru which two people are talking to each other you know and then there is a question and answer daru there are different kinds of darus then one there is a vilap daru which is a lament now a lament cannot be madhyama kalam it will have to be in the this thing vilambit kalam so there are different kinds of darus the temples that we see now in the south they are colored in the enamel paint different paints so uh, was that how it was originally or uh, is it a later addition to it many temples had to be recreated and refurbished because of the you know the iconoclastic uh, attacks that were held in the south by many of the invaders now the uh, enamel paint on the um, figures on the gopurams we are talking about the towers huh? uh also gives a, a a layer of protection for the uh, vigra so that they do not get you know influenced this thing uh, mutilated by the elements by water by rain by thunder lightning and these things will affect the uh, the thing and they all been there for example the tanjavur uh, brahadeshwara temple it does not have a single uh, layer of paint on it it is there as it is it since so there are many like that and many temples have been uh, painted over and uh, we see this um, kind of trend even when they do not know how to uh, sort of uh, reconstruct or refurbish a, a wall mural in the temple murals in the temple they paint over it they put a lime wash over it so we have lost so many such paintings inside the temples because of this uh, uh, you know sort of callousness or ignorance i do not know 